Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. Empty pockets equals empty prospects. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, what's up bud? How you doing? What are you drinking? I'm good, man. Uh, I am just on the water, but the next one will be a beer. Yeah, because it's 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right it's, it's now. It's 11.59 a.m. right I'm now. I'm not so. looking at I'm looking at iPhone says 12.01 now. All right. You know, yeah. AT&T is telling me 12.01 well, and Apple time server. Is who do you trust? 12. Who do you trust? Um, Apple over AT&T. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Before we get started, guys, if you guys got questions, you want to say hello, you want to come meet up with us in, in person. Why That's not? right. We're starting to float that idea. If you're interested in like meeting uh, up in the not? New York City area, you know, Philadelphia area too. It actually, yeah, Philly, New York. That's it. That's where that's where we that's where so we live. If you'd be interested in grabbing a beer, let us know. Email us, and then we'll set something up. If it's June, I, if it's June, I can't I can't grab a beer, but I would grab a coffee or a wine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I am also drinking water on that note because I'm not drinking beer in June. But whiskey you'll drink. Yeah, sure, whatever. Not not to access. I'm trying not to get, like, drunk in June. Saving up my uh, drunk powers for my road trip. Today uh, we're going to talk – we are going to answer five listener questions. I want to get that out of the way. That's what we're going to do today. But before we do that – I think we have to start out like, today! Today! No. Before, Where? Like- before we get started – if you guys have questions, email us at somemoneymatters at gmail.com. And uh, we want catchphrases for the beginning of the show. Today's catchphrase, empty pockets equals empty prospects. That's from Tyler Shepard. Thank you, Tyler. That's two from Tyler. He's on a roll. Unless, unless, like unless we, of course, uh, post this episode prior to the episode where we said his one first. Either way, he's got two <laughs> so far and perhaps more. Uh, and you can send those in via Twitter at Money Matters Man. Follow us on Twitter. We are, we got a whole new social campaign in. We working. are twittering. We are tweeting. We are tweeting, and we're facebooking. Facebook.com slash Listen Money Matters. Uh, another thing too, before we get started on this five listener questions, mm. iTunes reviews, super important. We need to beat Dave Ramsey and Jim Cramer and Oprah now and Susie Orman and all these uh, older. Um, lamos. Let's, for lack of a better term, <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my creepy giggle. Uh, so iTunes reviews are very important. Stitcher reviews are also important. I think I don't know, but mostly iTunes. We know for a fact that iTunes reviews are important, and we have one I'd like to read, uh, which is from Run Tiffany Run from the United States. She wrote, "I like." Dot, dot, dot. I also waste money. Five stars. So thank you for the the five-star review, and I'm going to read it now. I found this podcast over Memorial Day weekend and promptly downloaded all 60 episodes to listen to upon my return to work. Thank you for downloading all 60 episodes. And there Mm. are now, what, 10, 15 more you can download. (laughs) We are doing it every single day from now on. Every damn day. If we didn't mention that already. Uh, I mean, what else would I do during work but listen to podcasts and learn how to create my own wealth wheel? I agree. (laughs) (laughs) While Dave, Shudder, (laughs) Susie, Jim, and the others are fine to listen to, for some reason, I like the approach of these guys 100% more. I don't feel like I'm being talked down to. Hey, 60 episodes in three days, that says a lot. While I'm not quite the mint logging 
budget making, investing full, hopefully with my new pals, help. I'm well on my way. Please keep up the good work. Cheers, guys. And cheers to you, Run Tiffany Run. That was awesome. That was a friggin' fantastic review. And if you guys want to write excellent reviews like that and call out our friends, Dave and Susie and Jim, feel free. Let's get to the five questions, shall we? Yeah. Uh, I like these kinds of episodes because it's kind of like we're not focusing on one topic. We're focusing on five different topics, and uh, it's fun. So the first question we have is from Eli Whippy or Whipple. I'm sorry. That was I thought that was an I. Eli Whipple. Sorry, Eli. Uh, I looked into a little bit, but you guys always talk about Betterment, your Betterment account, and how great it is. But what exactly is it, and why is it so good? I do mutual funds through Vanguard, and I'm assuming Betterment is the same idea, but could you let me know exactly what it is, what makes it better than anything else, and some specifics as to what exactly you guys do on it? So I'm going to let you field this one because uh, I am a Betterment noob, newbie, mm. new person, uh, but you are kind of a veteran in this in this category. So take it away. So, Eli, let me, let me break it down for you. Break it down. Betterment is actually not that much different than – I don't know exactly what you're investing in with Vanguard, but uh, there's something called the Vanguard 500. It's basically the S&P 500. It just tracks a major index, so, you know, top 500 companies in, in the U.S. Okay. Um, Betterment, uh, what they do is they would have a portion of your stock go into that, a portion of it go in maybe into the Dow and, and a couple other indexes. So uh, a, a major differentiator is that you would have to buy multiple Vanguard funds to – that, that track various indexes to match what Betterment does. It's basically uh, a little bit more diversified. Um, however, the fees are a little bit higher with Betterment than Vanguard. We're talking about very minuscule fees, 0.35% for uh, balances under $10,000, where Vanguard might be 0.12%. Um, and uh, the other thing with Betterment is that uh, you don't get transaction fees. So every time you contribute to your Vanguard account, you get charged like $7.99 or whatever. Every time you sell, you get charged like $7.99 or whatever. Betterment contributions and withdrawals are free. Um, And uh, one of the things, and I'm actually going to be writing an article about this soon, is uh, you could change your level of risk in Betterment uh, basically immediately. There's a scale like a slider you move, how many stocks, like what percentage will be stocks, what percentage will be bonds. I'm currently set at 90% stocks, 10% bonds. You know, other people maybe said other things. But um, and it basically allows you to adjust your risk for free by buying and selling stuff behind the scenes. And it's just, it's just overall very easy. It's, it's a great first step into investing, which is why we recommend it so much. For more advanced people who already have a fair amount in something like Betterment, we may go <coughs> Vanguard, but we think Vanguard's a great place to start. Huh, that was, that was a lot of talk. Well, I want to ask, because he mentions he does mutual funds through Vanguard, mm-hmm. and from what I'm aware, Betterment does index funds. So, uh, Is there a difference? There's, there's mutual funds and there's ETFs. 
Um, and I, I don't think we need to belabor in, into the details. There are uh, the, it depends on what he's investing in specifically in Vanguard, but. Uh, for all intents and purposes, ETFs and mutual funds are roughly the same. All right, so you answered his question. Do you know w- – he wants to know exactly what it is, what Betterment is. Did you just answer Be- that? So, so okay, now in, in the one-line summary, yeah. uh, Betterment is an investment tool mm-hmm. that kind of uh, saves you cost uh, and abstracts the investing where like you treat it like a savings account and they invest the money behind the scenes – Based on your level of risk, what makes it better than anything else? Um, it is investing in index funds, which is a great uh, investing strategy. No, no, it, it that when people say the market does on average like seven percent a year, mm-hmm. they're talking about the indexes. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the market averages. So in betterment, you're getting that, and uh, so you're not as risky as buying only one stock. Or maybe you could be in a Vanguard emerging markets fund, which would be more risky than you know. So what US makes economy. so what makes Betterment better? Uh, it's super easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fees, if you're contributing every month, will be much less. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it works uh, you well. Could possibly be more diversified than Vanguard. Okay, and it works well with dollar cost averaging, meaning putting money into it uh consistently because you're not paying for these high uh trading fees okay yeah all right because the thing is is betterment like uh in terms of equities like stocks you'll be invested across like eight things Mm -hmm. so if you try to do that on your own that's your 7.99 fee times eight Mm -hmm. for every month and he okay it becomes very expensive to try and replicate what betterment does and he wants isn't it sorry no i'm sorry i'm not letting you finish no, and just the Betterment, its whole thing is an index fund investment strategy. So to try and replicate that strategy, it would be much more expensive. And he wants to know the specifics about what we do on it. So that that's super easy, and I think you could talk on that. I mean, yeah, I, I basically it, I I treat it as if I were treating a three sixty account or any sort of savings account, where I just put now specifically I'm putting five hundred dollars a month. Automatically taking out of my checking into Betterment every month without, you know, it's like on the first of every month I get an email that says, yeah, we accepted your $500 deposit. And what happens is uh, there's only one setting that I have to control or at least there's only one that I do where it's like a bar. It's an allocation bar. And uh, you basically slide the scale to uh, the diversification. So... Uh, you can set it all the way at a hundred percent stocks, or you can go the other way and go a hundred percent bonds, right? So right now I have mine set at eighty percent. I'm investing in stocks, and twenty percent I'm investing in bonds. And the reason I go into more stock area is because it grows faster than bonds do. And now, you're not eighty, and I'm not eighty. But as I get older, maybe when I'm forty, I might move it back. To seventy percent stocks and thirty percent bonds, then when I'm fifty, I might go you know sixty forty. I'm just going to keep like pushing that needle down, just so my money's more secure as I get older. But right now, I want that shit to grow, so I want it to be aggressive. I could probably go ninety ten, you know. That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, which is okay. We're young. Sure. Um, it's just super. Look, I'm investing right now in the stock market, and I'm doing like basically nothing and i don't like i like not knowing like i like just being able to like blindly invest 
and know that everything's being taken care of and being mm-hmm. diversified. And that's why I like I personally like Betterment so much. So that maybe hopefully that answers your question. Like I don't have to look at different funds. I don't have to go and you know use uh, any sort of brokerage account and like kind of manage everything. I'm not personally that into it. Some people are, and by all means, go for it. Um, I'm probably never going to be that guy that buys individual stocks because I don't. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's not a single company out there that I'm like I gotta get in on this. Like I gotta be an owner of this company. You know, right, right now because even Apple, I'm like. Eh. You know, I'm still like, I don't know. Yeah, well, and it's very risky. Yeah, I mean, it's risky. You, who knows and I don't have the money for it tanking. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I also just want to say, we, we haven't mentioned this before, mm. um, but I mean, if you were on our blog and you clicked on a Betterment link, it actually goes to listenmoneymatters.com slash Betterment. And uh, what happens is is we get a little... Taste. We get a little taste. <laughs> uh, if you sign up, Betterment basically pays us uh, if you create an account with them. And it is... Right now, the only way that that we fund anything, uh, keeping the lights on here. So, if you do create a Betterment account, and I have over ten grand in it at this point, I don't know how much Matt has, but we use it ourselves. I have thirty five. No, sorry, four thousand as of today. So between the two of us, we have like fourteen hundred dollars, and like I I fourteen thousand. I'm sorry, fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, fourteen thousand. Yeah, fourteen thousand dollars. So we we believe it. We put our money behind it. We have the Betterment experiment where I literally show. Uh, every few months, my money and how it's doing. And you missed one big thing, though. Hmm. If you click, if you go to listenmoneymatters.com slash betterment, you will get a twenty five dollars to start investing. That's true. So you'll get twenty five dollars for free to start investing. Yeah, free, and and you'll help support the podcast. Uh, you basically pay for our hosting because our yeah. hosting is expensive since we're doing it every day now. That's true, and and the thing is, our, our goal. Uh, I, 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 we're like I'm totally hijacking this this questions thing episode, but like our goal is to eventually provide you with all the knowledge we can and charge you nothing. Mm-hmm. And the way we'll do that is by getting the banks and these companies to pay us for you, so you can get shit for free. And like the best way to support us is through through listenmoneymatters.com/slash/betterment. That's right now. And I'll tell you what, to be honest, it costs seventy five dollars a month to have this podcast. That's how yeah. much it costs. No, well, that's just that's just hosting. Host. Yeah, that's our our server is uh-huh. fifty something dollars. Uh, I mean, we we there's a lots of things that we wind up just to keep the lights on. Yeah, so. it's not that much though. No, it's not that much. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go to question number two. Cool. This is from Jackie Walters, and I want to plug what she's doing right now. She has a uh, a Facebook page called Personal Finance with Jackie Walters. Just search that in in Facebook. Uh, you can also go to facebook.com slash personal dash finance dash with dash Jackie dash Walters, but it's easier to search, I think. Uh, and she's just kind of, um, content curating a bunch of articles about personal finance on her, uh, Facebook page. I think it's great. And she has a very simple question. Unpaid internships. Are they worth it? I cannot answer this question because I have never had an unpaid internship. So have you? Uh, so unofficially, um, I worked for my professor in college. Okay. Uh, he had, he had his own business. It actually was what inspired me to even do side business stuff. I didn't know like that people went and like created their own things and like, I, I didn't understand like that. I didn't know that it was like so accessible. Um, so I, I learned that I, and, and the thing is like when you do an unpaid internship, Paid, unpaid, uh, the, the thing is like you get valuable experience and things you could put on your resume. So um, it'll help you get 
the paid job in the future. I think there's value in it for sure. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have anything to add to that, quite frankly. Cool. So we'll move on. So I, I'd say go for it. Yes, but thank you for the question. Go for it. It is worth it, according to Andrew. And and actually, I know a friend who did an unpaid internship. I know a lot of, yeah. I mean, I know people who have done unpaid internships and have gone on to working at that company paid. Same thing. She converted into paid, and they paid her very well. Or they learned just about a, they learn a trade. It's it's like a try before you buy type thing when you have no experience and they're taking a chance on you. Okay. Uh, Question number three comes from Catherine Douglas. Uh, you've been ta- right, you've talked a lot about investing in an employer-sponsored 401k and a Roth IRA. What if your employer doesn't offer a match for their 401k? Do you think it's better to just contribute to the minimum amount they are required to participate in the 401k and put more into a Roth IRA? That's a good question. Yeah. So an awesome question. Go for it because I don't know. I'll tell you the only reason that I contribute to my 401k is because I am getting matched dollars. However – And I only contribute up until the point that I max out their contribution and not a dollar more. Okay. And I do contribute to an IRA because then I can do what I want with that money and – the, the interesting thing, without getting into too much details, when you retire, you're going to take your 401k and you're actually going to convert it into an IRA mm-hmm. before you withdraw the money. So it's eventually going to be an IRA. Um, so I have a, a, a thing about this. Mm. So with a Roth IRA, you can, can only, you can only contribute – it's like $5,500 a year? Yeah. Okay. With a Which four, is not that much. No. With a 401k, you can contribute $17,500 a year. Okay. So the benefit of doing a employer sponsored four hundred one k is that it comes out of your tax, comes out of your paycheck before taxes. So what mm. that does, and if you're trying to lower your tax bracket to pay less taxes during the year, it's you're, you're, you know you're, it's basically lowering your taxable income, right? So if let's say you make fifty thousand dollars a year, and that's the cutoff. Now you're paying in, in a higher tax bracket, but you rather the government see that you only make $40,000 a year, it would make sense that you would contribute $10,000 a year to your 401k so that you could go into the lower tax bracket and pay less in taxes that year. Right. Meanwhile, you're, you're still making money or you're, still, you're, you're saving for retirement, but you're not being matched. Matching is a bonus, I think. I, 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 just, I must say, uh, slightly off topic, but talking to all these experts, yeah. just talking about money so much, you're, you're starting to get the hang of it. I get you're it. starting to know a lot. Yeah. You're almost an expert. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. How now, could you not be, I guess, right? But now a Roth IRA is after taxes, and from what I understand, it does not affect your taxable income. The Roth, no. No. So uh, – Your money grows tax-free forever, which is pretty awesome. Yes, and when you go to withdrawal at the end of whenever you can withdraw like 50, age 55 or 50-something or whatever – uh, I probably should know that. Uh, you can withdraw it without getting getting hit with taxes, mm-hmm. right? So, was it huge? So, I I think personally, a Roth IRA is better than a four hundred one k if you're not getting matched by your employer. So, I guess the to answer this, if 
you're looking to lower your taxable income and you're going to have to do some research to find out which tax bracket you fall in and how much you're going to save every year by being in a lower tax bracket, if that's even possible. Yeah. And we'll probably link to them in the show notes if we can, if we can find them. Um, that would be the only reason. Like, I, I, I don't know about you, but I probably wouldn't invest in a 401k if my employer didn't match. Or, or that, that's like, my, like personally, kind of I would. Suggesting before, like, if you wanted to contribute more than fifty five hundred a year, um, yeah, spill over into the four hundred one k. But I'd go IRA first. Yeah, IRA first. Yeah, in that, in that, in that regard. However, if your employer does match, take that. Take it. It's free money. Take it. So uh, I want to read question number four because I'm I'm going basically going to pass it to you to start. All right, and that's fine. And I'm kind of happy because I don't know how to pronounce Charles's last name. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even catch that, and you had it highlighted. Yeah. So, um, question number four from Charles Ferians. It's F- yeah, that's what I was going to say. R I E N D. Ferriand. I like Ferriand. I, I, I hope we didn't butcher it too bad. Yeah, email us um, if we did. Sorry. He, he asks simply Is passive income possible? Short answer Yes. Now, now give us the long from your side, and, and I'll give. Then along from my side. Okay, there's short there's side. multiple ways to make passive income, and I mean it's a very general tr- question. So I mean, like I said, the short answer being yes. But uh, for one, uh, you can have passive income by being a landlord and renting out. Like I rent out my condo. However, I'm not making any passive income on it. But if my monthly payments were lower on my uh, mortgage, and I was and my my or my tenant was you know I was charging my tenant more. I would be making money every month by basically just owning this thing and passively just collecting a paycheck, mm. right? Uh, so that's one way, and that's not for everybody. And and I kind of fell into it ass backwards. So uh, I wasn't, I did not set out to be a landlord. That wasn't how I was going to make passive income. Uh, the other way you can do it is start a website. Like we do, so we have Listen Money Matters. We just talked about Betterment. How if you go if you go on our website, you read about the Betterment experiment, or you read this post, which is going to have a link to Betterment in it. Okay, mm-hmm. you click that link, you're going to get twenty five dollars. The, the the person who clicks the link to, to sign up for Betterment, but we're going to get some money from Betterment, which does not come out of you know your pocket as a person who buys it or, or enrolls. Uh, it's Betterment's affiliate program, and. Uh, so we get collect, we collect from that. So now just having this website and constantly producing content, which I wouldn't say is passive because you're actually actively working, but however, it'll, we will record this episode once. Yeah. It'll be available, available, available forever. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully people are, are kind. If they open a betterment account, they go through our link mm-hmm. and then uh, it could potentially earn forever. Okay. And, uh, another, another way that I make passive income is by, I have a website called swim university. So if you own a swimming pool. And you want to learn how to take care of it, or if you're in a hot tub and you want to learn how to take care of it, I shameless plug. I, hey, I run a website and I want to help. So there's a lot of videos and stuff, and I recommend products within my articles. So, excuse me. Oh, geez. Uh, like we're obviously it's it's we're at the beginning of uh, pool season here, and it's a summertime in the East Coast. And I wrote an article two three years ago about opening up a swimming pool, and I also filmed a video. And it's a very long, in-depth article about how to open an in-ground and how to open an above-ground pool. And they're two separate articles. And within those articles, I have links to Amazon products like, hey, you need to shock. So here's a link to shock. And hey, you should uh, buy a cover cleaner when you clean your cover off. And I even have a video on how to clean your cover off. And here's a link to that. 
every time somebody clicks that and buys it off of Amazon, I'm getting a commission off those sales. So every month, I get a commission check from Amazon for that website that I built you know, four years ago, continue to develop, but uh, have not been spending as much time on because of this podcast, and I'm focusing more of my time here. So that's how I make passive income. So I, I could make it with uh, my condo, which I don't. I do make it with my website. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any other means of passive income. I, I don't. But yes, it's possible, I guess. So you were, you were telling me but a few minutes ago that uh, you, you got like roughly $100 or something in, in dividend payments from Betterment. I did. So, because the last... It wasn't $100, but I, I, mean, I, I do... Are, I, all right, so... Uh, there are I, other ways to, yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I pump money into Betterment and I make... I get dividend payments. What they are is, you know, a company profits and they pay out their their stockholders a share of those profits a share of those profits to... right and so it's cents so you'll you'll know when you buy the stock or what what do you invest in what the the yield is so maybe it's like 3% mm-hmm. and you put in $1000 so every year you get $30 just for owning the stock even if the stock halves in value you know what I actually want to I want to bring up my betterment account on my phone here uh, cuz it's been like kicking ass uh, I I'm getting 2.4% returns so, really? Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. So, um, right now I have four thousand fifty dollars invested in the Betterment, and my total balance is four thousand one hundred and forty-eight dollars. So I've earned ninety-eight dollars since I started, which is basically doing nothing. <laughs> like I, I've, I have ten thousand in there. I earned five fifty, five hundred fifty dollars from doing nothing. Right. It just. Get the money. Speaking of, yeah, that, exactly. That is passive. That you is save passive. And you put into something like Betterment, or you know, like I will, you could buy you could buy a house and you could rent. But I mean, the thing is, you take your money and you put it into things, and then it earns you money while you do nothing. That's here's the secret. Income. Here's the secret to becoming wealthy: passive income. Yeah, millionaires make mo- or millionaires because of passive income. I, I will tell you, and that multiple I streams of it. I save a lot per month. The growth in my investments every month is greater than the amount that I could save. So my net worth grows by, yeah, but anyways. Pretty good. So to answer your question, Charles, yes, 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 yes. Then we highly recommend that you do everything in your in your power to do that. Now, if you're interested in starting a blog, there's a website called smartpassiveincome.com, and it's run by Pat Flynn. You're and welcome, Pat. Yeah, you're welcome. And we're going we're gonna to meet him in a couple months at FinCon. Yeah, he's a so, good guy. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I kind of started, so go check Same. that out. He yeah. got me into this whole thing. Question number five is from Corwin Lemon. And Liz Lemon's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. But let's uh, – because she's a fictional character. Anyway, uh, I'd like to settle down and purchase a house. My credit is pretty good, but over the years, I've accumulated a number of credit cards, and I have seven open right now. The reality is that I, I use maybe three of those. I'd like to start closing some of those accounts I don't use, but I've heard that the credit myth that you don't want to close long-standing accounts as it will hurt your history. Is that really true when it comes to credit cards? I can't understand why a loan company would want me to have a ton of revolving credit floating around, but I don't want to damage my credit history right before I start hunting for a mortgage. This is an excellent question, and I don't know the answer to this, but I'm hoping you do. Yeah, so we actually did like a, a whole episode on this. 
Um, it, it was back in our early days. Yeah. And um, you don't want to close your accounts okay. because one of the, the more important metrics is the average age of, of your credit. Okay. So if you have an account open for five years and then you open one tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to cut your average age from five years to two and a half years. Let me ask this question. Uh, do you think, because he has seven accounts open, do you think he should try to keep those accounts going? So, for instance, absolutely. Sh- like, should he, he, he doesn't even need to use them. Just keep them open. Well, no, no, no. Because I, I know that if you don't use them after a while, they close them for you. Really? Yeah. So, well, remember, remember we talked about um, the idea of, you know, putting just your Netflix membership on one of those cards um, and then so use it to pay off, you know, just... Yeah, so one of the other strategies is uh, so one of the, like a major thing for your credit is the number of on-time payments you've had, or the percentage rather of on-time payments. And uh, I mean, if you have a hundred percent on-time payments, you're not going to get any better. But if you've missed one in the past, the best way to bring the percentage up is to make more payments every month. If you make one payment every month, it's going to take you forever. But if you make five or seven payments every month. It's going to be that much better. So literally just put $5 on each car and just pay it, and and you'll truck through uh, much faster. And and just I want to touch on the last piece. He Mm -hmm. said uh, keeping open all these revolving credit balances. And yes, they do consider how much credit you have available. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't want to like give you too much credit. However, what's more valuable is not how much credit you have but how much of that credit you use it's um, the percentage of credit utilization is mm-hmm. pretty important. It should be so under 20%. should be under 20%. And you know a really easy way to drop the percentage. Well, there's two ways you could drop the percentage. You could pay down your debt or you can increase your limits. Right. So then it becomes a lesser percentage of the total. So before I bought my house, I, I paid down my, my credit cards. Um, and I also went to every credit card company that I have and I asked them to increase my limit. Okay. Um, cost you nothing. They could say no and there's no penalty. Right. Uh, but it could improve your credit. So do that. That's a good, that's a good tip to end on. Mm. All right. So that's it. That's five, that's five questions. Rich tips. Uh, that's, that's five questions. Uh, so thank you to Corwin, Charles, Catherine, Jackie, and Eli. Really appreciate you guys sending in those questions and we want more. We're going to keep doing these kinds of episodes. I like them. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. And, and we, there's tons more questions that we get. We'll do more episodes like this. And if you want your question email answered by email and, and maybe even on the episode, send it in. Yeah, for sure. So thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, if you have questions, of course, you know where to email us. Listen, money matters at gmail.com. And we really need those reviews on iTunes. We talked about that earlier in the episode. Let's let's get those reviews. Let's beat them out. Mm. Let's uh, let's take this thing to the next level. If you help us out in that regard, we really want your help. Mm. We need it. I love you long time. <laughs> well, no. I'm not, I, I, well, I'm just thinking of Full Metal Jacket. That sounds a bit sexual. I don't, I don't know if I want to hand out sexual favors. Well, if, if you listen to our uh, Does It Make Sense to Go to College episode, you'll have learned that Matt is uh, an escort. <laughs> Air quotes. Uh, <laughs> no. he, he is a, a escort. Escort. Air quotes. Uh, um, so yeah. you could win Matt for a night if you give us a great review. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't want to make <laughs> okay. any promises. So close this shit down. Yeah, we uh you know, we use we talked about Betterment, but we also use another uh tool called Mint. Mint.com is free. We have a mm-hmm. book about it that we wrote, but that costs money. I mean 
if you want to learn about it, sure. Go to MasteringMint.com, check it out, and enter the promo code podcast, and you'll get five bucks off that book. It's a D book. It's an ebook. You download it. You just you read it, and it'll help you. There's some pictures in there, and it'll help you set up your Mint account. And uh, if you want to learn more about personal finance and money management and all kinds of stuff, right, dude, and you, wait, you you sounded pretty Debbie Downer. I, I'm not we're charging them for the master. Yeah, room. yeah, I'm a so, little Debbie Downer about I it. I was going to say, uh, like, randomly, uh, how about this? Like, if they email us uh, with the review that they post on iTunes, mm-hmm. we'll send them a free copy of the book. What about if they send in a question? Um. They have to send in a question, and they have to show us the review. Oh, that's, that, that's too much. That's too much. That's not too much. That's it takes not, like no. eight seconds. No, Dude, no, 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 they, no, no. I spent so many hours on this, so many hours on this. You could at least give us a review and ask one question, and we'll give you an awesome response. But what if they you. already left the review? Then send it in. That's fine. Fine. Show it to us. All right. Hey, if you just send in a question, I'll email you the book. Okay, I love you. Guys. I love you. I love you. Last but not least, like I said, you want to learn about personal finance, money management, you want to get more episodes of this show, whatever the case is, go to our websites, listenmoneymatters.com. I think it's beautiful. People have told me it's beautiful. If you want to listen to episodes of the show live right on the website, you can go to listenmoneymatters.com slash show. So that's it, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode. Later, buddy.